Welcome to the Rishi Therese podcast. Your podcast is all about your mental health and well-being. In today's episode, we'll continue about relationships and mental health. In today's episode, we'll tackle how to manage conflicts in relationships during the COVID-19 era. So today, I welcome the lovely and well-being guest, Dr. Esther. Hello. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Good morning to you. Oh, thank you very much for having me here. And uh, good morning to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm loving this uh, season and episodes about relationships. Yes, they are very great. And let's hope that they are going to help everyone who is out there and needs some advice on their relationships during these difficult times. I think we all need advice about relationships in difficult times. And that's why we are here to learn more from you and your experience as a psychologist who had various experience, long experience in different countries around the world. And now we are a lot of relationship uh, coach as well. So it is bringing value to the audience. Yes, that's right. And I hope that everyone who's looking for some assistance um, or for some guide, guidance um, for the relationships during these times when we are stranded at home with our partners, when uh, we experience lots of uncertainty because of the COVID and possibly the second lockdown that in many countries uh, has been already discussed. Um, so I hope that, uh, that these podcasts will help you to navigate in your relationship uh, so that you can still maintain a healthy and a happy relationship even in these times. Yes, indeed, we all hope so, and I hope the audience will benefit from it. So disagreements happen in all relationships. It's something natural, something normal to have. But what matters is how they are dealt with. Now, these disagreements, they differ and vary from what we can have for dinner into major decisions. So, Dr. Sarah, um, what are your thoughts about how to deal with this kind of, let's say, conflicts? And let us start with this question first. Mm -hmm. Yes, Rashida, as you have, I have just said, uh, disagreements, conflicts, they can happen in every relationship. And um, it's not necessarily a sign that something is uh, going very wrong in our relationship, unless we have uh, serious conflicts and disagreements on a daily basis or maybe a few times a day, then that's definitely a red flag. But even in uh, those relationships that are healthy, that are non not toxic, um, where partners have love and respect um, for each other, even in those relationships, from time to time, um, there might be some disagreements on more or less major issues. And it's all about how those disagreements or conflict are being dealt with. It's not about uh, bottling up your emotions. It's not about silencing yourself if you see that something is in your relationship is not really going as you, you would like to. And while well, you prefer to silence yourself um, and not to, not to have a conflict or not to upset your partner, but... It's more about being open in your communication and uh, trying to, to resolve those 
conflicts um, in in the way that is you know productive for a relationship that a conflict is in fact resolved and you can move on uh, in your relationship and as an individual person. So I think that um, that's one thing to um, to be aware of. That well, even if it happens that you uh, disagree with your partner, that doesn't have to necessarily be um, a super huge red flag that uh, that your relationship is is not uh, healthy or anything like that. But um, you should at that time think how to um, deal with the conflict in a productive way for your relationship and. Well, these days during um, the COVID pandemics, it's quite uh, common that uh, couples have more disagreements than they had before. And I guess we are all aware that also the divorce rates around the world, even in those societies where divorce is not maybe that common, like in Asia, uh, for example, China, um, but we've heard uh, since the beginning of the lockdown that the rates of, of divorces of divorce uh, are rising everywhere. And one of the reasons, of course, is not the only uh, reason, but, but that's like a, that's like a trigger, I would say. Um, so this trigger is staying uh, with your partner, those who live together, staying with your partner on a daily basis uh, at home. In the majority of cases because people work from home now uh, many people also lost their jobs so they they are also at home you know we don't really go to work on uh, on a regular daily basis as we used used before and uh, this very fact that um, couples are usually well just stranded together mm-hmm. uh, generates uh, generates more conflicts because you know, imagine a situation that uh, both uh, or at least one uh, person in a couple goes to work every day, you know, they basically get up very early, they have their breakfast, you know, shower, whatever, and they, they just go out. And uh, quite often, you know, it's like eight hours work plus, the, you know, the time um, for, for commuting. And it can very easily reach around 10 hours when you are actually not seeing your partner during the day. Maybe you don't even have much contact because if if you're busy, if your partner is busy, you don't really even like call maybe that often when you are at work. Uh, so that means that you see your partner only for, for a few hours um, during the day and then, you know, during the night, mostly we sleep. So. In that kind of case, it's quite easy not to have conflicts. But when uh, we are at home um, with another person, even if it's our loved one, uh, our boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse, um, well, there is just like much more, much more um, chance that we will start arguing um, over something. It's the possibility of having a conflict is just higher, burning out the mare. the the very situation of staying together all the time right so that's that's uh, one of the triggers of conflicts of course it's not the not the main underlying cause because well the main underlying causes of course may be like lack of um, compatibility uh, of people you know it's easier to carry on with a relationship um, if you see your partner a few hours a day even if you do not have similar values or maybe your goals differ it's easier to um 
to maintain such a relationship. But now when you have to spend more time with your partner at home, all those differences are surfacing. So it's much more difficult to keep a relationship, you know, moving on in a productive way if it turns out that, that you're not maybe a good match with, with your spouse or, or your girlfriend. But of course, you know, that's, that is also sometimes up to us how we, um, how we look at those things because, well, if you really want to be with your partner and if the differences are maybe not like major, um, you can always discuss different issues and, and it's all about, you know, getting an agreement, uh, maybe doing some, making a compromise or something like that. So, so I would say that um, this is the situation that, well, most of couples have now during the COVID time. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Um, I think we all heard, as you said, not only the um, rates of divorce are getting higher, but also we heard about the amount of violence, you know, between couples uh, during the first lockdown, which was pretty scary and uh, raised a lot of concern. Mm -hmm. And as you said, when we spend a long time, it's like 24 hours a day, even the smallest gestures mm -hmm. that are considered normal can trigger, um, let's say, discontentment and dissatisfaction, even leaving like a, a small bottle of water, uh, not in, let's say, on the counter and not in mm -hmm. the refrigerator can, exactly. can trigger something. So... The thing is, it requires a lot of patience, and also you will provide us today with, with, mm -hmm. with a guide, sort of like manual in. Well, I will try to share some some ways of um, trying to yeah. handle conflict in a productive way. Yes. Yes, uh, some mm -hmm. some of your insights and, and knowledge mm -hmm. and how to deal with it. And one of the things that usually we fall for is, let's say, blaming uh, our partners or let's say. Um, sometimes we either go too much into blaming or avoiding criticism. So how do you think we should deal with criticism during this um, critical period? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you said, um, these days when, when we are for the majority of time um, per day together in, in a small apartment, maybe because not all of us have huge houses, it's probably much easier if you have a, a huge house. But uh, if you are in a confined space of a small apartment, for example, uh, as you said, even small things can trigger um, some conflicts that are brewing um, in the background. And um, yeah, even like such a trivial thing as putting something, you know, on a, on a coffee table instead of, uh, of on putting it on a shelf can actually lead to a huge, uh, huge uh, disagreement and a huge argument these days. So one of the things uh, that I would definitely recommend is to, well, the first of all, to avoid criticism, because um, this is how like many conflicts start. You know, it's not about, um, it doesn't usually start about the major thing, which is actually the um, topic of the argument later, but many arguments, you know, they need a trigger. And these days it can be everything. It can be, you know, like such a thing, seeing something in a different place that your partner would like to see it. 
and um, being a bit messy maybe because now we work at home you know we have home offices it's harder to maybe keep the place clean especially is or not messy uh, if it's like a you know small apartment and you have to have all your uh, work papers you know around things like that so that can that can be you know an easy trigger or anything else so avoiding criticism, not criticizing your spouse or partner um, is a very good idea in these days, because if, you think, if we think about criticism and, and being overly negative about, uh, well, well, about our partner's behavior or even worse about them, um, that's never a good idea in a relationship to, to be overly negative about the other person. Uh, but when we are 24-7 together, or for the majority of that time, uh, pointing different mistakes um, in your partner's behavior, or maybe in uh, their past behavior, which you can't really change anymore, uh, that's definitely something that can only lead to an argument. It's because, well, if you are start if you start speaking on another person, on your partner, they will probably start speaking back on you as well. So, if you imagine that sort of situation, or if you can remember that from from your life before, because well, we probably all had at least one situation like that. That can only lead to to argument, and that can only escalate the conflict. So. Don't don't criticize your partner because, um, well, it's not going to improve anything. Most likely, if, especially if it's about like previous decisions or previous previous behavior. You know, um, maybe if someone uh, lost their job and then you start uh, picking on your partner that yeah, I told you that this job is not stable. You should have taken some other job. You know, this is not changing anything. It's not leading to uh, to any productive outcome. So that would be definitely one thing and the other thing which goes kind of together with that is not to escalate conflicts per se so if you start fighting over something even if it's not because of the criticism but uh, just you know maybe some objective reason for for having an argument maybe something is not actually working out in a relationship and you want to you want to bring this topic to the table and actually have a discussion with your partner. But if you start noticing that this discussion is not productive, it's not really going anywhere, it starts to change into just teasing or picking uh, on your partner, just, you know, um, memorizing some, some events that put uh, your partner uh, in, in a bad light or something like that. That is probably the time to, to think whether um, this is actually a good idea to continue with this argument, at least for that time, because things can very easily go out of hand. And um, at this time, one thing that you can do, if you see that your, your argument is definitely not, uh, not bringing any solution, your, your discussion is pretty much pointless, you can't really you know, you are not on the same page, you can't get the common ground um, in this particular area um, that you're discussing, then you can actually agree to postpone this discussion in time. Like to, you know, um, just try to say to your partner that, okay, I, I can see that this discussion is not going anywhere now. So let's just come down 
um, let's just think about it and we can discuss it maybe in the evening, right? Or maybe we can discuss it the next day. Don't postpone it for like too long. I wouldn't like recommend postponing it for more than one day because then probably either you would get even more stress that something is, you know, hanging uh, in the air or you may, you know, um, or you may just, you know, not uh be not be able to you know focus on other things that you have to focus and you would be thinking about this thing and then maybe at some point you decide not to discuss it which is also not a good thing because well if there is a problem it should be definitely discussed but giving yourself the time to calm down you know to stop uh, being in this um you know, mode of fighting with your partner because pretty often it is about you know who is right just give yourself the time, postpone this discussion. And uh, while during, like in the, in the so-called meanwhile, either, you know, focus on your job or maybe take a walk if you can um, or do some shopping, like even grocery shopping, you know, something that takes your uh, attention away from the conflict that lets you, lets you to become more calm and, and maybe more, you know, objective in, in the way that you're looking at the conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, as you said, we spend a long time and sometimes, you know, words just keep flowing. And as you said, the conversations are not getting us anywhere. So maybe posing, as you said, detaching ourselves from the situation for a moment can help. Also, I would suggest journaling while we keep the conversation on standby until the evening or the day. After, as you said, journaling can help maybe using some mindfulness techniques, being mindful about what we say, cultivating things like self-compassion and compassion towards the other, all these things that will require our work and energy. And I know it's not easy, especially during the the lockdowns. And this year has been tough for all of us as human beings, let alone people who live in, as you said, small apartments and stressed out maybe people lost their jobs so these things as you said and suggestions could could just yeah this this year has been very hard on everyone yes yes i totally agree people lost their jobs in lockdowns and we spent most of us for at least three months inside their homes this drastic in lifestyle is not easy you know it's like today you're having your life and the day after just you'll find yourself staying at home mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to deal with and thank you for let's say um, explaining really well this point of not escalating conflicts because we can easily um, be kind of like driven into that mood of fighting exactly exactly it's the, it's important to have your conflict resolved when they are you know surfacing but don't do anything that is just escalating the conflict without actually productively resolving it. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, even as I said, detaching yourself from taking a moment to pause, to just as you said as well, delaying the conversation for one day at least or the evening, uh, this could change the whole mood and, and the whole perspective of both parties because when we detach ourselves 
and just you know try some breathing or some mindful breathing or some relaxing activities as you said shopping even kind of like change our mood a little bit which will help to have another peaceful hopefully conversation and this will take me to uh, asking another question uh, let's say we talked in one previous episode about respecting boundaries and its importance to as well talking about them again especially during this hard time for everyone as you said and because boundaries and respecting them really helps reducing the amount of violence and fighting and shouting and screaming so dr sarah would you help us understand more about how respecting boundaries can help us manage conflicts in relationships well uh boundaries are very important in a relationship you know healthy boundaries as we've as we have spoken previously uh, so if our listeners want to learn more about it then we um would really recommend to uh, listen to our previous podcast but um boundaries are also um well they are very important but in the current circumstances in the current lockdown if you are with your spouse or partner 24/7 especially if it's like a small flat or a small house it's very difficult to maintain per- personal boundaries in um it's uh, in such circumstances um if we both work from home or maybe if you don't work or your partner uh, does not work but you work at least one person working from home it means that uh, you know they they will be still busy um with what they are doing yeah they may be physically present in the apartment uh, they may be just next sitting next to you or very close to you but um it's important to remember that um that that time is not really like your free time or your you know family quality time or anything like that but that's actually working time so even if your partner is working from home um sitting maybe very close to you or next to you um you should still remember that um their work is their priority at the moment so if you for example want to discuss anything with you and of course uh, it's you know for both genders it's uh, it's you know like doesn't matter which which person is which part of the couple is working you know it's like this this advice is like for both men women um be uh, be mindful that when your partner is working your spouse is working is it means that they are busy with what they are doing they may be in the middle of a zoom meeting or they may be um for example on some channel uh, that they discuss you know things uh, with their coworkers um or they may be just um just very busy you know thinking how to uh, solve a problem that they were given or or how to complete an assignment that they were given so uh, don't uh, take for granted that if your partner is at home they can um straight away for example help you with something or you can have a very important discussion just in the middle of the day just like that because um this is this is not really um how the reality works because um and that's about uh, having respect to other people boundaries yeah having respect for your partner boundaries 
if for example you need something uh, urgently from your partner when they are really busy with their work um just make sure that you are not interrupting anything very important um and uh, that's one of the ways uh, of respecting boundaries during this lockdown which is actually quite important because that can be a source of very many arguments when your partner is trying to focus on what they are doing um, in order to bring the money home yeah, especially in these difficult times and you're constantly interrupting with different things that may just you know wait a bit so um, one good thing here for example would be to to ask your partner if you need something urgently whether they can actually help you uh, with this at this particular moment and then um, your partner they also should remember that it's not really good to you know be very um, irritated maybe um, or be very upset that um, that you're asking for it but um, you know it's always possible for them to say for example okay I can't help you with this now but I can be with you in half an hour and then I can I can see how I can help you with this. So it's like both partners should should he, here be, you know, mindful about what is what is going on. Like one partner should be respecting the boundaries of other, but also the other partner should should also uh, be, you know, they should understand that the situation is as it is. And of course, they may not be able to help now, but it's always good to say, for example, I can help you in, in half an hour or let's talk about it um, at 4 p.m. because I will finish my assignment or something like that. So that would, uh, that would be one of the things to remember that, well, even if you are physically together in the same space, if one person is working and the other, for example, for example is not working from home, then still remember that your partner's time um, spent on their work is is like they were actually in the office more or less. So so remember about that. And uh, what pretty much goes along with this one? Um, well, it's also to have the understanding and allowing uh, yourself and allowing your partner to also have a bad day. You know, people are struggling these days and everyone has their better and worse days mm -hmm. and um, well you know have have an understanding if let's say maybe your partner is a bit more upset than usually or maybe for some reason um, they are not feeling that well as, as they should they are maybe more worried which also make them uh, feel more irritated um, especially if your partner is a man then you know um, men culturally uh, are supposed to be strong and do not show any weaknesses and that's pretty much in every culture it doesn't really matter whether you know it's the, it's the europe or whether it's asia or or some other place in the world so um men are men are supposed to be strong so if your man spouse partner is not feeling very well one day, maybe they have a, a worse day, be mindful and be respectful of that and let them have that bad day. You can have a bad day as well, yeah? 
because it's normal. Uh, we, we can't really do anything these days. And uh, normally, maybe when we, you know, we go to the office, we, we go to work, we, we come back as usually and as we as we used to do before, then it's maybe easier to to actually, you know, turn your bad day into a good day because many different things can happen during that time. But if you are at home pretty much stranded, then probably if you have a bad day, you may actually have a bad day. Just not to overdo your bad day and have the understanding of how your partner is feeling. Um, even if they are not directly expressing, you know, but they are maybe super worried about their the future of their work or something like that. Don't judge and just, you know, give them the safe space to to just feel what they feel. And of course, you know, it goes the other way around. Yeah, we all have the right to have bad days, bad mental health days, and, and so on. It's just part of our nature as humans. And we just need, as you said, and you provided really um, some um, really helpful recommendations here. Dr. Sarah, as well, I think men and women have those differences sometimes. Uh, women are naturally more talkative in somehow, and I'm not generalizing, it's just somehow and somehow, and maybe I know it's different from one person to another. And so as women kind of like express their misconceptions about their days and so they are letting out, let's say, men are kind of like more on the reserve side. So sometimes it's okay to just leave your partner, um, watch TV, watch this game, or just be with their own selves, with their own thoughts. It is okay. It doesn't mean that they don't love you or they don't have feelings for you anymore. It just means that they need their new time, their personal space, their bad day, let's say. Mm -hmm. Need to deal with everything that is going on inside of their head, and it's valid for both men and women. If your, let's say, partner who is a female and she needs some space and time, it is okay. It's valid for both. Uh, we are just humans, and we are allowed to feel bad, to feel maybe some anger, some sadness, and you name it. We were not programmed to just, you know. Um, be positive and happy all the time that's right that's right i mean we are all human beings <laughs> so well we all can have worse days and and better days and of course you know everything that we are discussing here is actually applicable to both genders we you know by when i say partner or a spouse you know i mean both it can mm -hmm. be your your wife uh, or your girlfriend, but it can be your boyfriend or your husband. We, we don't differ differentiate here. Mm -hmm. So whoever is listening to it, uh, just please mind that, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman or, or maybe you identify yourself in a different way than these two um, gender identities. But anyhow, um, all those... Uh, topics that we are discussing in our series it's for both men and yeah. women unless we unless we particularly specifically say that this is for men and this is for women but otherwise you know it's it's like general advice it's applicable to everyone yes for all we are all humans as you yeah. said Thank and you. you know yeah exactly and uh, what you said about you know having 
having personal time, so to say, is very important. And it's not uh, only because, you know, we, ha we have a bad day or, or something like that. And we need some time out, you know, watching a telly or reading a, reading a book in a different room, you know, or, or just going for a long walk or some, doing some exercises outdoors. Um, this is important uh, also as just a part of our life, even, you know, without the COVID and, and without all the things that are happening now around us. Uh, having your personal time is important even uh, in the times like we had before the COVID. It should actually be a part of our routine. Of course, when you when you and your partner go to work, you know, you don't really see each other very often during the week, then you rather prefer to spend time with your partner during the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe your personal time then is, um, you know, just like going, um, going for a drink with a friend, uh, maybe not every weekend, but uh, every other weekend or once a month. And you, you prefer to spend more time with your partner. But now, when you are 24-7, or quite a few of us are 24-7 with our partners at home, then, of course, the need of having personal time is even stronger. And we should actually make it our routine, like anyhow, but especially during, during this lockdown, um, that should be our routine to schedule some time even every day for our own activities that we, um, while well, we physically disconnect with our partner, let's say, it's not like about sitting on the sofa and, you know, he's watching a, a, a movie and you're doing something on your smartphone because that's not really personal time, but it's actually more about like being physically apart. Like for example, your partner stays at home and maybe he reads a book or she reads a book and you're going out you're having uh, a walk or, or I don't know, maybe some um, shopping, not like grocery, but, you know, maybe you just want to go and buy yourself something fancy in those, well, in some countries, uh, shops are open or at least the majority of them. So it's about uh, just spending some time apart, just giving yourself, you know, and your partner the time to, you know, do their own thing, do your own thing. Um, and just maybe you know um relax a bit mm -hmm. because of course when you when you are all the time in the same apartment or, or, or house you know there might be different tensions building up and um well separating physically for for a while every day even for an hour or, or even half an hour sometimes can be very helpful just you know keep the peace and um, just calm yourself you know don't Stop thinking about, you know, all the triggers where it might be around, but which are not really too, too productive, you know, for, for your, um, for your uh, relationship. So, so that's like one thing that is um, very important. And um, I would also say you've mentioned something about uh, women being, you know, more um, being able to, to um, maybe talk more about uh, their needs or what what do they expect etc uh, etc et and that's uh, true for women quite often is um, it is much more easier than for men to express their needs clearly or at least pretty clearly um, but uh, these days it's even more important um, to look at the way that you communicate your different needs to your partner whether you're a man or whether you're a woman 
because um, while no one can really read uh, other people's minds, it doesn't matter how close and for how long you've been with your partner or with your spouse, you know, we still don't really do mind reading. Yeah, we sometimes can, can maybe guess what our partner, you know, has on their mind. But in the majority of cases, we might be wrong. So just, you know, express your needs clearly to your partner so you can avoid different conflicts and misunderstandings. And also your partner should express their needs clearly because when we are overwhelmed with working from home, you know, with all that is happening around us, this uh, uncertainty about everything, jobs, income, uh, also whether there will be another strict lockdown soon, or looks what it may be uh, in some, some countries at least, you know, it's, it's hard to um, make the extra effort to start, you know, um, guessing what your partner wants from you. So communicate clearly and nicely what you expect from your from your partner and also be specific. Like, for example, um, I've read that one of the problems was uh, during the previous strict lockdown in the spring that many women um, couldn't really get help uh, from their husbands who worked from home. They couldn't get any help in household chores. And, uh, you know, if you are, for example, that's just an example, but if you are in such a situation, don't, for example, say like, oh, you don't help me ever in household work, you know, you don't do the dishes, blah, blah, blah. That's not the good way. Like, you know, the way that is a way more productive and approaching this kind of, you know, conflicts or, or disagreements is, for example, to tell to your partner that you would be very happy if they help you to uh, wash the dishes in an hour after you have eaten um, the dinner, for example, right? Because that's specific. It's not about, you know, bringing like some general stuff or like, you know, never help me in, in doing my households, household work, etc. But it's, you know, like, it's very specific. Like, could you help me in an hour to um, wash the dishes, right? So you are clearly expressing what you actually want from your partner. Uh, yeah, um, I agree with you because why? No one. We, we don't want to enter the blaming uh, area. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a healthy way. Thank you so much. This is very insightful, very important advice. Um, I mean, if we only communication is very important in um, any relationship, and sometimes we let things kind of like we do not communicate as you said clearly and instead of expressing a need specifically and clearly and assertively we enter the uh, blaming area and it's, it's not healthy and also sometimes there is a lot of going on which keeps it sort of blockages um, because there is a lot of pride ego and uh, so much more that holds uh, people, or let's say uh, one partner, from expressing their needs um, clearly. So, with your way, I think it's it's doable. It's like if you go to your partner and say, um, "I would be happy if you could help me with X uh, around that X time." So this exactly. is easy a phrase that you know we could use in 
can we can try it and adapt it to um, our specific relationship because we all are different and no relationships it's like another so we could take this your advice and adapt it to our needs and yes exactly and uh, that also you know applies to situations when your partner is continuously doing something that you actually don't like for example they leave very you know dirty socks somewhere in the middle of the living room or something like that so you know mm-hmm. don't exactly don't approach them like oh you're so messy you're always you know uh, leaving your dirty stuff around the house no just tell them like i would prefer that you put your dirty socks into the laundry basket or directly to the washing machine that's also like a very specific way and it's not not like blaming someone for being this or that but it's just you know offering a solution like okay well i don't like this what you're doing but could you please do that instead mm-hmm. and yeah so that's that's what we should focus um, yeah. being well, direct every time <laughs> being direct yeah, yeah nice, direct and specific but direct yes yeah assertively and exactly using gentle ways let's say gentle words as mm-hmm. well like what you said i would be happy to do this mm-hmm. and and so on this well, helps a lot always- Yeah, it's always better to, you know, be kind and gentle for as long as it's possible instead of approaching someone, you know, in an aggressive manner. Because when you approach someone in an aggressive manner, you know, this other person also starts being aggressive because uh, when we are attacked, we try to defend ourselves. And, well, quite often the best defense is attack. So if you're attacking someone, if you're aggressive, it's very likely that this person will reciprocate in the same way. Mm-hmm. This will lead me to another point. It's like, we are humans and we are kind of like, we like to be somehow praised or let's say, uh, hearing some nice words, something nice um, about us, uh, another human telling us, oh, I appreciate this in you, I admire this in you, and that. So, how do you think, like, Showing appreciation could help both partners. Well, appreciation is also something that is important in in relationships just on a daily basis because we quite often uh, tend to think about those things that um, are not as we would like uh, them to be, like about you know our partners not doing what what we would like them to do. Um, or things like that but what is actually very important is to appreciate your partner for doing those well small and big things that are well very good for your relationship and that are uh, also fulfilling your needs of any kind and in this particular time of uncertainty and um, you know the future that is Uh, hard to predict we can't really even know what is going to happen in two or three months um showing appreciation to the other person for to to your partner your spouse for for what they've been doing uh for you for your kids for the relationship is very important and as well it goes both ways you know it's not only about one partner or one spouse showing appreciation to the other but it should be also reciprocal Um, but if you think about especially couples where maybe uh, the husband uh, is the only provider these days, 
um, because it used to be like that before the COVID or maybe, well, let's say um, the wife uh, lost the job or maybe it can be also the wife who is the only provider in the Western world. That's, that's quite common. There are men here who lost their jobs and their, their spouses, they still have their, their own uh, job. So, um, you know, if your partner, your spouse is most likely pretty much um, overloaded with uh, workload these days, that unfortunately happens. I, I've heard from uh, lots of people that because of this um, remote work, it's very hard to actually keep the working hours like around eight hours and, and you know, they can be extended and there are like irregular working patterns, you know, you, you have meetings on Zoom and maybe you have to uh, do some urgent assignments, etc. So if you see that your partner is struggling these days and they are overloaded with their work um just try to appreciate what they are doing you know still for the relationship if um if they have the time to help you with some household work for example well show your appreciation for this effort um, if let's say they are they are so much uh, overworked that they spend maybe 12 13 14 hours a day in front of the computer having meetings and, and doing their work assignments, well, then appreciate that. Even if they don't have the time to help you with anything else, well, show your appreciation for what they are doing to bring the money home. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's actually a, a good thing anyway, even regardless of, of, of the current situation of the lockdown. But just, you know, telling once a day for example in the evening before going going to sleep you know telling your partner that you appreciate them for this and that um it's it's a good idea you know to actually you know maintain this closeness this intimacy between the partners yes um the brain is also receptive for this kind of like uh, appreciation right? and mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be as you said always physical it also can exactly. be related as the amount of work uh, they do mm -hmm. um their resilience uh, how much they uh handle the situation and uh, how kind they are of maybe course. Of course. yeah it doesn't have to be always physical so mm -hmm. it's, uh, mm -hmm. always you know something related to life in general work and their trades maybe yeah, or personality mm -hmm. yes uh, exactly you know because uh, what is happening now, what's been happening since the beginning of this year is taking a great toll on everyone's well-being and especially, you know, on those spouses or partners who are the only providers maybe for, for their uh, spouse or for the whole family, there are children involved. So exactly as you said, it doesn't even have to be, you know, about like uh, helping with, with household work or or something else, or, or taking your spouse for a dinner, maybe these days when some restaurants are open. But the things that you can appreciate in your partners, as you said, their resilience or or the way they are handling the situation, you know, uh, that they are not complaining, that they are trying their best for the family or for the relationship. That's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, I think, as you said, appreciation is just um, another random term 
of kindness that time. But we are humans and we all deserve to be appreciated for who we are, for our efforts, and so on and so forth. Now, as you said, uh, some people are working for extra long hours because of the remote working, which leaves a little room for, let's say, intimacy. So even though we couples are all the time at home, but they don't really have time for their own intimacy, uh, it's it's really weird, as you said. If you look look at it, it's like both are, let's say, maybe staying home, one remote working, and one doing the dishwasher, maybe, or maybe just living with the house, and maybe they are learning something new, um, which leaves a little bit or almost no time for intimacy. So intimacy could help couples a lot to disconnect again. So what are your thoughts about it? Well, intimacy is very important in a relationship. That's actually something that uh, we should continuously trying to um, to at least maintain, if not uh, make intimacy even deeper. And uh, there are different um, different kinds of intimacy. Of course, intimacy can be emotional or intellectual, spiritual experiential well physical intimacy is also very important but it's only one part of it but in the current uh, circumstances when as you said we spend the majority of our time at home with our partner with our spouse um it's like a it's like a paradox because we are all the time together but it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, we are intimate with our partner in any way. It doesn't have to be only about you know physical intimacy, but also uh, the other um, types of intimacy are very important for uh, you know maintaining a healthy and happy relationship. Yes. So um, especially in these difficult circumstances, um, be sure that you are still emotionally close to your partner. And uh, emotional intimacy is something that actually takes um, the most—it's the longest time to uh, to create, you know, between the partners. Um, and it's um, it's about trust. It's about um, you know uh, um, knowing that your partner can can fulfill different needs. For example, your need for affection or your need for attention, and the other way around. So that's that's like emotional intimacy. And if you if you are stranded with your spouse all the time, you may be just kind of overloaded, you know, in, in a way. Let, let's call it like that, you know, with their presence around you. So you, you somehow may not uh, not be that connected with them anymore. You you may even try to unintentionally disconnect. And somehow this emotional intimacy may uh, may just get weaker over this difficult time. And what is important is to actually remember that it's very, very important um, that you are still emotionally close, that you can rely on each other, you know, um, and having your emotional needs fulfilled. So that's, that's one thing, make sure that um, in this area, everything is working well. And then another type of intimacy um, is, uh, for example, intellectual intimacy and that's about um pretty much about you know challenging each other intellectually it's about listening to to what your partner has to say about different things it's about learning what is their perspective 
uh, on different things in life. Um, and also is about challenging um, each other's point of view. So it's about having discussions, you know, on different topics. It's it's about yeah, challenging uh, challenging your your perspectives, you know, about that kind of um, kind of things. So also just make sure that you know you spend some time with your partner, with your spouse, and you still have those nice intellectual um, discussions or or exchange because it's important to be connected with your partner on um, on an intellectual level as well so make sure that um, this is something that you take care of and then also spiritual if um, that's about um, the habits that you have uh, also your religious beliefs and also um, well allowing your partner um, to to maybe be closer to to your sense of self so to say in a spiritual spiritual manner so that is also something that is important um, and another thing is also to have um, similar goals in life you know as far as our development as a person is concerned and that's called uh, experiential intimacy and that can be different things you know before the COVID it could be about having vacation in some um, fancy place you know where you both want to go uh, or, um, for example, at attending some uh, classes like meditation or yoga together. Um, well, these days it's, it's maybe not exactly about that. But, for example, you still can, uh, can talk to your partner and see whether, for example, you can uh, maybe volunteer somewhere, you know, during these difficult times. Maybe, you know, if uh, there is another lockdown coming in, maybe you can volunteer to... Um, to do the shopping for those who have to self-isolate, you know, it's it's about also having, you know, the same developmental goals, the same goals regarding your personal development. And so that's also important. And well, the, the last uh, type of intimacy or the, the type of intimacy that uh, the majority of us is um, straight away thinking of is uh, physical intimacy. And we should not definitely not should um, should not forget about um, physical intimacy with your partner. That is quite a quite a difficult thing actually when you spend 20, 24 hours um, you know with your partner at home, because um, that's a paradox. You know, the more time you actually spend with your partner, the you know the less amount of time you you really want to spend with them like really physically because you know you see each other all the time um before the covid you know, when you went to work when your partner went to work you were actually uh waiting for that time you know maybe for the weekend when you could actually spend uh, time together with your partner and and you know that was something that the very many people were looking forward to and these days when you have your partner all the time at home Plus, if you think that in this COVID uh, times, you know, people, unfortunately, they don't really take care of themselves that well as before. Because if you had to go to work, of course, you, you were, you know, all the time fresh, you know, clean clothes, you know, makeup if you are a woman, right? And, uh, and the same for men, you know, they, they dressed uh, nicely. Uh, these days when you work from home, many people do not really take a good care of themselves. Um, they, you know, they all, 
if they only have like Zoom meetings and they are quite uh, casual, they can wear like college pants, you know, sweatpants at home. Uh, maybe they don't even, um, you know, um, think about their personal hygiene that much. I've actually read that in the UK there, there was uh, some research done recently and it turns out that uh, people in the UK uh, went down on their per personal hygiene, you know, uh, while working from home. So um, these are the things that are not really helping with uh, physical intimacy. So that's also important to make sure that you take a good care of yourself. You know, you don't have to every day dress in your, you know, best clothes, designer clothes, but make sure that you at least are clean. You know, your personal hygiene is top notch. Um, you wear um, clothes that are, you know, fresh, not sweaty. You, you don't wear the same t-shirt for the whole week because that kind of things, they kill intimacy. Uh, physical intimacy so just make sure that you are still attractive to your partner regardless of whether you're a man or a woman um, and just try to keep that bond because it's very easy to forget about physical intimacy in these kind of conditions and of course it's also related to the fact that we are overwhelmed with everything else we are anxious uh, whether we managed to keep our jobs or whether we managed to find a new job if we had lost uh, lost our previous job so of course this is not really helping but make sure to do everything which is in your uh, power to actually keep that physical intimacy with your partner as well apart from emotional intellectual and experiential or, or spiritual intimacy at the same time yeah, indeed. I think um, in every way, when we are connected and we are maintaining this intimacy in these uh, various ways, whether it's spiritually or emotionally, as you said, or even physically, it is really important. And uh, I know just during the first um, uh, time of the lockdowns, not going lazy on the... Uh, Grooming exactly apartment is what kept me going. It's mm -hmm. like I was having a full time job, but then the day after I was just, you know, without prior notice, we were just stopped because the government shut down the whole city. Mm -hmm. So I started to think with myself, what can I do? You know, sorry, because once I go into let go or lazy mode, mm -hmm. I know I'll be so difficult to get exactly. myself out of it. So I was dressing, waking up, dressing every day in the way that I would just go work. Mm -hmm. I know that some days where I felt really low, I kind of like uh, tried to, let's say, at least wear something uh, that is comfortable but mm -hmm. feel good. Yes, it exactly. really helped me with my, um, let's say, to keep myself at least a little bit motivated and feeling good about myself and because it's when you think about it, even when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you are kind of like wearing some clothes and really smelling fresh, and when you are not taking care of yourself and your hygiene, it makes a difference. Even you kind of like feel low on your energy and you start to have some bad words. And so let's say there is a minimum that both parties need to do. Yes, of course, you know, and, and as you said, it's, um, 
you know, we have in our mind that kind of uh, association that, you know, if you stay in bed, it's quite often because you're ill, you don't feel very well. So uh, those people who are tempted to, to, for example, stay in bed for the whole day because of the lockdown, you know, you're kind of like starting to take it as your new routine instead of getting up, you know, having a shower, um, dressing nicely or at least, you know, in, in clean clothes. Uh, you're starting to kind of have a routine of not really taking care of yourself because, well, you have the excuse that, well, maybe you're not feeling very well. And it's not about um, that you can't have a bad day because we all have bad days. You said that when you had like worse days, you also maybe didn't dress that fancy as you uh, used for used to do for work. And uh, well, the same goes for me. You know, I I try to dress nicely at home as well. But I have days that maybe I actually wear, you know, just a normal kind of a T-shirt or, or, or that kind of mm -hmm. a thing. But it's important still, you know, that it's clean, that you look neat. Um, and, you know, we don't want to be controversial here and, and for example, um, you know, make people think that uh, we are into telling women, you know, uh, just take good care of yourself, you know, put makeup for your spouse or, or, or partner every day. It's not about that, but um, it's like one thing you will probably feel better. Of course, if you don't want to, you don't have to do it. But um, it keeps like some sort of a routine. You also would probably prefer that your husband or spouse is keeping a good care of himself too. So, you know, it's like a two-way two -way thing. It's, it's you mm -hmm. know, both partners should actually still try to be attractive for each other. And that also includes, you know, physical, being physically attractive. It's not about, you know, being like every day maybe in your, um, you know, best, uh, best self, yeah? Like dressed so nicely as, as we used to do for work if you don't really have to. Um, but you know, still make sure that um, that you are physically attractive to your uh, husband or boyfriend, and the other way around. Make sure that you are, if you are a man, make sure you're attractive to your spouse or your girlfriend as well. Yeah, I agree with you. At the end, it's about you. It's about mm -hmm. the person who you are. It's about keeping that motivation. It's not allowing yourself to just go down some exactly. Road. Yeah, indeed. It's all about that. It's not about women or men. It's just about you as human mm -hmm. health and yeah. mental health. Yeah, because the lockdown hopefully will be over one day. And then, yeah. you know, you still want to be the same person as you were before. So, um, you know, just make sure that <laughs> you're, you, you are not forgetting who you were before the lockdown. Yeah, indeed. So this episode... Uh, and and thank you, Dr. Sarah, for this amazing and very um, informative uh, episode. Well, thank you for having me here again, Rashida. Well, thank you. This was Dr. Sarah, all the way from the UK, uh, who joined us here today. And this was really a very informative uh, episode for me and for uh, you, hopefully. So, you know, just please take care of your body, mind, and soul. Yes, take a good care of yourself. Okay, well, that's it. Tune in for more episodes about relationships.